Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets, the only place that you can trust to get your Titans tickets, no hidden fees, TennesseeTickets.com. Brought to you, as always, by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official realtor of the Titans, Preds, Nashville SC, Topgolf, and of your boy on primetime. Get a virtual tour at GaryAshton.com. Our friends at Tennessee Heating and Cooling, 10HC.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com, is where you go for all your HVAC needs. Satisfaction guaranteed. They have you covered at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. And as always, our friends at Tame the Beast, keeping me smelling good, keeping me looking fresh, despite not being able to see my barber. If you want to be a beast, you want to groom boldly, you go to GetBeast.com, use the promo code AZ50, saves you 50% off. Okay, we are ready, and we are ready to talk about the Tennessee Titans schedule. The question for you all, Seth says it best, now that the schedule is out, are we ready for some football? God, are we ever ready for some football? Let us look together at the Tennessee Titans schedule. The question that I want to ask for uh, first, from, first and foremost of you guys, what, what was your first reaction to the Titans schedule? When you look at it from a glance, what was your first reaction to this Titans schedule? We'll go through each of the games. I'll list them out for you here shortly. Of course, as always, we'll have a video to accompany it here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. But the question for you all, what was your initial reaction to the Titans schedule release? Off the frame says the Titans were disrespected with this starting in uh, starting with the second of two Monday Night Football games to open their Week 1 festivities at Denver. A lot of you perhaps feel that the Titans were disrespected. Let me know how you feel in the comments section on Facebook Live and on Periscope, and we will discuss these things together. So let's, let's list off the games, let's go through it week by week, and let's talk about it together, how you feel about the Titans' schedule. So, starting in Denver, Monday Night Football, the second of the two games. It's going to be a 9 p.m. start. I'm going to hate it. I'm already pissed about it. I don't want anything to do with this godforsaken Denver second of, of two Monday Night games. It's going to bother the hell out of me. But it's good that they're getting a primetime game. It's the first of their three, and it's how they open the season. It doesn't matter that it's the second of the two Monday Night games. It, it satisfies your guys' need for a primetime game, we play better when disrespected, says G-Man on base. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's not. I don't really buy into that whole thing, you know. We, nobody doubted us. No, you were in the AFC title game last year. Like, people are not people are not going to be sleeping on the Tennessee Titans. They were the fi- in the final four of the games last year. Then you have at Jaguars, at Vikings, Steelers hosted. That's your first home game at Nissan Stadium. So you open up with your first three games on the road, and then September 27th at Nissan Stadium. Get your uh, Titans tickets at TennesseeTickets.com, by the way. That's the only place that you can go. No hidden fees. They are the people that you trust. TennesseeTickets.com for all of your Titans home game needs. And if something happens and games get canceled, our friends at Tennessee Tickets are the only secondary ticket market that will fully refund your money. That's why they're the people that you trust. So September 27th, you open at home. Then the second leg of the season versus the Bills versus the Texans, and you have a bye. So you go through, uh, you go through three uh, three straight weeks on the road, three straight weeks at home. Then you get your bye in week seven at Bengals. Is the way that you round out the first half of the season. So you get a little Joe Burrow action in his house. Then 
versus the Bears versus the Colts on Thursday night game. That first Colts game is a is a Thursday night football game. So, uh, and we can talk about the issues that we take with each leg of the schedule. We'll talk about what's most important for them to win out of all of these games, where it is most important for them to win out of all of these games on this schedule. How do we go to Houston on the last week again? This last this year, they may be playing for something, says Titans for Life. I mean, tough. Like beat the, beat the teams on your schedule. Like you can't you can't count on. Houston mailing it in at the end of the year, and that's going to be your end in the playoffs. Like I, I, Titans for Life, you are here every night. You're one of my favorites. Also, let's let's not let's not act like you can't you can't play the Texans twice in two years or end the season with the uh, Texans twice in two years. Like it's not really that deep. Beat the teams on your schedule. So we left off with Colts, November 29th. You play the Colts twice in 17 days. Then the final leg of the season, the last five games. On your schedule, you host the Browns, you host the Jags, you host the Lions, and then you go to the Packers for Sunday night football. Here you're a big Colts fan, says our buddy Bada Bingham. Zach Bingham hanging out in the uh, in the comments on Periscope. Boo, big indie guy. Just because I look like the dude that used to own the Titans' ass for his entire career. That's uh, Maybe you're harboring some Titans fandom in you, Zach. Perhaps I am triggering you with my Andrew Light luck look-alike situation, but it's not my fault that I just happen to look like the person who tormented your favorite franchise, Zach Bingham, in your two-tone blue glasses. Uh, the, the, perhaps I, my presence, my mere presence, my mere, uh, my mere facade of Andrew Luck posing as Titans reporter is triggering you. Zach Bingham clearly easily triggered in the comments on Periscope. Griffin Falk says, big Andrew Luck guy. <laughs> yes, big Andrew Luck guy. Just ask Brett Kern. Drives me crazy. So your strength of schedule is tied for 20th in the league. Fire them cannon, says Zach. They had they only had one primetime game announced uh, announced for them. Uh, who is Chris Lester says, who is ESPN's secondary broadcast team for week one? It's kind of changed every year. Usually it's Steve Levy. On the broadcast, as the play-by-play guy, they tried Rex Ryan as the analyst uh, a couple years ago. Was rotten, um, terrible. That's the last thing that you should... I don't have to suffer through it because I'll be in the press box, theoretically, assuming that we uh, that we travel for games this year. But when you look at the Titans' schedule, uh, the, the second of the two Monday night games is the Titans and the Broncos. You face the Broncos in their home where the greatest... Where my maybe maybe that's why I'm so upset about this <laughs> is because the Denver game was the worst football game I've ever seen played in my entire life, and to have to go back to Denver again and suffer through what will likely be not a great game because they'll be working off the rust both teams. Uh, it'll be very early in the season. Maybe it helps that they're in prime time. I don't know. I don't know that to be a fact, but it does uh, it does trigger me to a degree. That was my initial reaction to seeing the Titans there. So I, to, to, to answer your question, Steve Levy usually calls that game. There's no guarantee that, uh, that Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland will be the A-team when football season finally rolls around because they, as you know, have been looking for replacements for Booger and Joe Tess for quite some time. They don't really like the chemistry, that they, or not the chemistry, but they don't like the dynamic that they have in the Monday night booth. You face a lot of young quarterbacks on the schedule. And I want to read... Actually, let me get to more of your comments before I give you more schedule analysis here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. We're happy to see all of you. Happy to talk about real-life football together 
on A to Z Sports Primetime. Denver was so bad at halftime, I walked out and we went to a movie, says Puka. Yeah, well, I wish, wish I could have walked out of that press box. Broncos have a ridiculous record to open the season, says, uh, says somebody on Periscope. Forgive me, the comment faded. Let me get to more of your comments before I give you more of my schedule analysis. We going in, says Philip Seavery. Disrespectful. That was Rhonda's first reaction to the schedule. Tampa with five primetime games? Yeah, they got Brady. Listen, you, you, this could have been you. You could have had Tom Brady. You probably could have had Gronkowski. The Titans said, no, we're good on Tannehill, and so Tampa gets the primetime games. That's just the life that you got to live. I'm salty about it. I would have loved to ride Tom Brady into the sun to many, high, to many career heights and fame because that's what Brady would have brought. Five primetime games is just gonna is what they're gonna start with. There's no there's no telling how many more that they will get flexed to them, given how their schedule was would go. Broncos game was so awful, says somebody on Periscope. Broke my spirit. Tig says, "Cry me a river, Buck." Week one is gonna be great, says Charlie. Week one's gonna be great because it's gonna mean football's back. Like we're all gonna be happy. I'm gonna be happy to cover a game. You guys are gonna be happy to watch a game. I assume that I'm gonna be covering the game in person, but I don't know with COVID and all these things. So we'll see. Tampa Bay are the new Browns this season, says El Boogie 808. Chris Frazier says, we have a QB this year. 12-4, and four, baby, says Larry Ford. <laughs> Don't the Patriots get five primetime uh, prime games too, uh, says Titans for Life. Yes, absolutely. Uh, shouldn't they? I'm fascinated. I, I'm incredibly curious to see what happens, uh, what happens with the New England Patriots. I don't care if they're wretched to watch. I would like... To, uh, I would like to see what's going to play out with them. Uh, let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope what your immediate reaction to the Titans schedule release was. Let us know in the comments section there on Facebook Live and on Periscope. We'll get to more of your reaction here in just a second. Meanwhile, I'm going to remind you about our friends at Tame the Beast. The Titans are going to go zero, saves you 50% off. What I'm waving in your face is my Tame the Beast beard brush. Quarantine proof. Helps me keep my hair looking good. Helps me keep my facial hair looking good. It's honestly, I've told you guys this many times, it's therapeutic to have this thing. And to kind of, this is what it must feel like to get petted if you're a dog. This is why dogs and cats are so happy to be petted. The Tame the Beast Beard Brush, one of their many fine grooming products. Body wash, tingle shampoo, shower gel, nut butter. All of these things available to you at GetBeast.com. Use promo code AZ50. Saves you 50% off on your online order. More of your comments before I continue our analysis of the Titans' schedule. Houston going 0-1 week one, says Chris Frazier. The NFL has made corrections for King Henry, says Philip Seabree. Austin Walters says, can't wait for the Steelers game. Uh, there was, so I rub, Can't wait for the Steelers game, so I rub it in with my brother-in-law. Okay, I guess Austin's brother-in-law is a Steelers fan. Chris Frazier says, I hate to love it, uh, I hate to love it. Some games could be prime time. You hate to love it. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not understanding what you mean there, Xavier. How, what was your initial reaction to the Titans' schedule? So for me, as I look at this, I look at the breakdown. I see the prime time games, and okay, I, they paid lip service to the idea that the Titans were one of the last four teams remaining. Uh, drizzle, drizzle. Sizzle says Houston is going 0-4, honestly. You guys, <laughs> see, this is honestly, can I? Can we take a quick aside before I get further into the breakdown? I, uh, 
there is nothing I hate worse than schedule day because there's nothing I hate worse than record predictions. Guys, we have no idea who's going to be worth a damn this year. None of us do. Every year at the start of the season, you see the Titans schedule and you say, ah, easy, 10 and 6, 9 and 7, whatever the case may be. And for the most part, you're right on all of those fronts because the Titans continue to go 10 and 6, 9 and 7, and whatever that whatever else they may do on a regular basis. But the thing that drives me insane is record predictions. The thing that is just sticks in my craw is record predictions. Because what you do in record predicting is you predict this year's schedule based on last year's result. And we know better than anyone, uh, we know better than anyone that the NFL is the most predict- unpredictable, excuse me, unpredictable sport that we have as I get ready to pull up the video here for you of the Titans schedule. Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope what your reaction was. Adam Rank is probably thinking 2-14. and 14. Maybe this year he'll bet Zach Bingham uh, the five grand Zach was trying to get out of him uh, for his wretched schedule prediction. Bucks could be trashed this year like the Browns is, Luke. It's entirely possible. This may be the year that Tom Brady's body falls apart. Gronk could be a shell of the person that we remember Rob Gronkowski being. Derrick Henry very well may not be able to be the leading rusher in all of football. And Tannehill may not be the most efficient quarterback in the entire sport again. All of these things can be so. Off the frame says Bears got four primetime games. What a joke. Uh, I don't know. Chicago, again, that's branding. Because with the Titans, so here's, here's what they're doing with you guys, okay? Here's what, the ti- here's what the NFL schedule makers are doing with you guys. They're really towing the line. Because when I look at this schedule, I see, okay, you got three primetime games. One of them's a Sunday night football. No Thursday night football against the Jags. You get the Colts this year. And then you have the week one opener in Denver. So let's break this down primetime game by primetime game. On the first, on the week one opener, you open on primetime. Great stuff. The whole world's watching, except it's the second of two Monday night football games. And for the East Coast audience they wouldn't start that game until around 10 o'clock, assuming that everything starts on time. That's not ideal if you're the Titans. That's not ideal for who you are trying to reach, which is the largest set of the audience. ESPN has done that because the Titans do not appeal to the largest set of the audience. The Titans are what what, what most television networks would deem a ratings killer. And that's not, that's, that's just because... To be completely honest with you guys, and you know this to be true, this is a smaller fan base. It doesn't mean it's any less passionate. It doesn't mean it's any less loyal. But it is a quantifiably smaller fan base than most of the NFL franchises. We know that to be true. And Titans fans, there's just not enough of them to move the needle when it comes to network ratings. So ESPN puts it as the second Monday night football game. It satisfies the requirements of having the AFC, or the, not the AFCs, the NFL's leading rusher on football, one of the final four teams on a major network. Then they put him in the late slot with the second team broadcast and the Broncos, who are probably going to do the heavy lifting on the rating side, and then they can justify it if it's a pleasant surprise and the Titans rate okay by saying, oh, look, we put him in here and they, uh, and they, and they moved, uh, and they moved to, uh, and they moved the needle a little bit, when in reality, they, they're not expecting them to. Off the Frame says, don't you want good games on primetime? Bears aren't a good team. It doesn't matter about who the... Listen, I'm thinking about this as, as media member, right? 
I'm thinking about this as media member. I'm probably not going to see the Sunday night football games because we do primetime during them uh, for the most part. And so we'll, we'll adjust our schedule with the primetime show during this. Now, I watch it with you guys as we're reacting to that day's Titans game. That's always been the case. But from a media, from a, from a media person standpoint, from thinking like a network, uh, a network person, the Bears are a big brand. The Bears are a big fan base. It doesn't matter whether the football's any good. They just want the most people watching it. Now, if you end up getting a good game out of it, out of it hey, that's great. Love that. But as Chris Lester says on Periscope, TV market size is all that matters. And for the purposes of putting these things on television, that's absolutely so. Now, they obviously have to be some kind of competitive for them to, for them to be thought of as a, as a good team. But the good teams don't always play on, play on primetime. Ask ESPN, who continues to get shafted with Monday Night Football games. Titans-Broncos uh, Titans in Week 1 on the second, the second game is just kind of like ESPN saying, okay, we'll take, we'll take the, better, the better Monday Night Football game first, and then you give us the lesser of the two, and we'll put that on second. That's just kind of how it goes. I call in sick on Monday, so we better win, says El Boogie 808. Don't say that publicly. Maybe your boss is in here watching. El Boogie, you can't play. Don't play that noise. That's not the, the I don't want to, I don't want to out you in front of your bosses, potentially. Let me know what your reaction to the Titans schedule was. Get with it, complainers, uh, says just a fan 31. Yeah, no, it's just, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dump on you guys, right? I hope that I'm just able to offer you an explanation for your questions about why the hell they don't get more love. I absolutely acknowledge that they're a good football team, or at least last year they were a good football team. Again, we don't know what they're going to look like. We assume that things will translate from year to year, but sometimes that's not the case. But we know that based on their season last year, they are deserving of more attention. And at this point, the television networks are loath to give them that attention because the networks know what it's going to do to their number, and the number is what the networks value. Let me know what your initial reaction was to the Titans' schedule release here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Before we move on to more of your reaction, let me remind you that you can get Titans tickets at TennesseeTickets.com, the only people that you trust in the secondary ticket market because they are the people who will always guarantee your money back if the Rona does something to the football season. They are the only secondary ticket company that refunded everybody's concert and sporting event money tickets back for the money that they paid. They are the ones that you trust. They are the ones that are most loyal. For $20 off purchases of 200 or more on your Titans tickets, use Titans20 that promo code at TennesseeTickets.com. It'll save you a bunch of money. Those people are the people that you trust when you're looking to go to a Titans game. Not impressed, says T-Rex, for uh, a, not impressed for an AFC Championship participant. That's from Trucks on uh, uh, 1982 on Periscope. Uh, make sure that you are uh, that make sure that you are getting your tickets at TennesseeTickets.com. Come. I'm happy with it. Let it. Let's go, says Edward. Tighten up. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, people are happy, right? Just because, just because we're talking about this means we have football. Titans don't have a superstar personality to market either, says Chris Lister. I mean, Henry's marketable. I mean, as a personality, Derek's kind of getting there. We saw a little more out of him last year. Derek's, um, 
he's got a little fin- he could do with a little uh, he could do with a little finessing of his personality publicly or at least with us so that it comes across better for people who want to sell Derrick Henry to a bigger audience. He's not somebody who's over the top engaging like Lawan, but he's a great football player. He's fun to watch and he's a name that's recognizable. AJ Brown, I think is on that same trajectory. I think people are going to know who AJ Brown is by the end of this year if they don't already. Just a fan 31 says AFC got you three primetime games. Blame the market not the schedule makers. That's just the way that you got to look with it. Derrick Henry is a superstar, says Trucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry is a star. Superstar, I mean, at that point, we're, we're deciding who's a star versus a superstar. All of these things, uh, all of these things are difficult to, uh, difficult to navigate. Like, is, is Derrick Henry a superstar on the level of on the level of uh, on the level of Drew Brees, no. But Derrick Henry is a running back as opposed to a quarterback, and this is uh, this is the kind of situation that you look at. Let's move on to the game, the stretch of games that is most important for the Titans to win. We're not going to do record predictions. We're just going to look at the schedule. We're going to take what we know about this, the uh, the teams, the common opponents, as Mike Vrabel calls them. You'll hear from Mike here in just a second. Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope which stretch of games is it most important for the Titans to win. Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live and on Periscope. You guys tell you guys give me your answers and we will discuss this all together. Uh, and meanwhile, I want you to tell me what stretch of the Titans 2020 schedule is most important for them to win. Weigh in with your comments while you do that. I will remind you about the fine folks at Tennessee Heating and Cooling. The website is 10hc.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com. Chris Hamby is a loyal Titans fan. He is the person who guarantees your satisfaction on all of your HVAC needs. They have three locations in Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky, because a few of you view with us there. Shout out to the Bowling Green people who stop by every once in a while, see you guys pop up. Uh, let me know, uh, Let or, I'm sorry, Tennessee Heating and Cooling, the best people in the business, the only people that I trust with my heating and cooling requirements. Make sure that you're getting the, the, best, sat, the, the best service in the business with a satisfaction guarantee at 10hc.com. How does the schedule come together, uh, says uh, Trucks1982. That's a long conversation that honestly... We can, we can have somebody on the 615 Sessions podcast to talk about. And by the way, the Thursday episode, it is arriving late to your feed because we were waiting for me to get through the primetime show and the schedule release, and then we will have an episode reacting to the Titans schedule. We will do that together. What is the most important stretch of, the, of games to win uh, for the Titans on the schedule? Zebo from F-Words Pod says, it's definitely the stre- the, during the warm-ups, that's the most important stretch. Trucks wants to know who makes the schedule. But, well, there's, there's a committee that, that the NFL has in New York that puts together the schedule that goes through all these things. Last week for the Titans, it's always week 17, says Texas Sports 15. Chris Lester says, win your divisional games and the rest of, rest of the schedule takes care of itself. Mike Vrabel talked with Amy Wells and Mike Keith, voice of the Titans for Titans Online earlier today, and gave his response on how he approaches the schedule and the common opponents, as the team knows them. This video, courtesy of the Titans, Mike Vrabel, earlier today. Well, we had an idea of who we played, and we, and we knew where. We just didn't know when. And so 
I think it's most important for us to, to work on um, maybe the, the common opponents, the opponents that we have an idea about. Maybe we played them last year, teams out of our division. Uh, for example, the difference between the Denver Broncos, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, or maybe the Vikings um, or the Packers that we're not quite so sure about or haven't played recently. I think that's the first thing that comes to mind is, is who you're familiar with and who you've played recently. Uh, every year is a new year, Amy, but uh, we're, we're certainly excited uh, to, to continue this, uh, this preparation as we work our way through these virtual meetings. So that was the head coach of the Titans earlier today with TitansOnline.com talking about the common opponents that the Titans will face and how he approaches as the head coach of the team the schedule every year. The question for you guys is, what stretch of games is it most important for them to have success during? When you look at this schedule, it's very, very clear to me. It has to start, it has to be the four games after the bye week, the four games after week seven. So that's week eight, week nine, week 10, and week 11. Those games are at the Bengals against Joe Burrow, AFC opponent, versus the Bears, a game that you should win, against the Colts on Thursday Night Football, a divisional opponent, and the first of two times that you will play them in 17 days, and then November 22nd at Baltimore, the rematch of the AFC divisional round. Those four games are the most crucial stretch of games that I believe the Titans have. You have three AFC opponents. You have two, uh, excuse me, you have one divisional game on national television. It's a home game here in Nashville against the dreaded Colts. But that stretch, Bengals, Bears, Colts, Ravens, that is the most crucial stretch for me if I'm evaluating based on, again, based on last year's success of these teams, having no idea what these teams are going to look like, just seeing how the schedule breaks, that is going to be the most important stretch of games for the Tennessee Titans coming up. The four games after their bye week, their bye week is in week seven on uh, uh, in, in late October, as soon as November starts, that's what Mike Vrabel tells us all the time when we talk to him. The season doesn't start until November, truly, because that is when things start to take shape, things get kicked into gear, and you move forward with great success or failure, depending on how good your team is and how prepared you are for what they, what you know, what most people consider the real stretch when things really get kicked into high gear for NFL teams. So the four weeks after the bye, Bengals bear, or excuse me, at Bengals. Home for Bears and Colts on Thursday Night Football. Then you go to at the Ravens at Baltimore for a rematch, and they'll be looking for blood after what you did to them in the playoffs. What stretch of the Titans' 2020 schedule is most important in your opinion? Let's read some of your comments before we move on. All the AFC games, says Xavier, come up. No, I'm talking about, like, look at the schedule. No, don't give me all. Listen, Xavier. <laughs> Xavier. Austin says the same thing. Winning AFC games is important. Of course we know that winning AFC games is opponent. I'm asking you to do, do it. Give me a little deeper. Give me a little something there. When you look at the schedule and you see each week and who you face each week, of course it is important to play the AFC games well. 
Of course it is important to win the AFC games for the purposes of making the playoffs. We all understand that. It's not like you have, it's not like you're just going to win all your AFC games and then discount your NFC games. I'm talking about the stretch of the schedule that you will need to play those four weeks with three AFC opponents, one of them in the division. That, to me, seems the uh, seems the biggest uh, or the greatest of importance. At Vikes and then three tough home games, says G-Man on base. Well, you're not opening up with three tough home games. You're opening up. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I... I I thought I, I got my I got my days mixed up. I thought that the they were opening with the Vikings and not the Broncos. I forgot. So you start three games on the road: Broncos, Jags, Vikings, then Steelers, Bills, Texans. That's a tough stretch. Those are your first three home games uh, that you will have um, October fourth, October eleventh, really the entire month of October because then week seven you take your bye in late October. Steelers or go Vikings, Steelers, Bills, Texans. Those are three AFC games, but they are also all at home. The stretch that I find most crucial, again, because you're on the road for two of the four at Bengals, home for Bears, home for Colts on Thursday night football, and at the Ravens. That is the most difficult stretch that you will see. Uh, we have to win the games against those teams that we should beat. <laughs> Thank you, JMO. I appreciate that. Thank you for all your in-depth analysis. We have... We ha- Beat the teams that you should beat. Of course. <laughs> you guys, this is why I hate schedule talk. You guys are great, though. I love you. Uh, from that first Colts game after the bye to the Jags, says Dion. So let's look at that stretch that Dion's talking about. Dion is saying Colts on Thursday night football at Ravens. The Colts again, because you play them again, remember, twice in 17 days. Then versus the Browns on the road, three at home twice against the Colts in 17 days. That's a very, very difficult stretch. See, I like to look at the schedule in, in month-long chunks, right? It's, the, it's the, quarter, the quarter demarcation for each leg of the season. The season changes within each quarter. It's kind of like a school year over the course of the 16 games. Um, but that is, that, is a very difficult, that is a very difficult stretch to navigate. When you host the Colts, go to the Ravens, then go back to Indy, play the Browns and the Jags at home, that is absolutely a difficult stretch to navigate. Chris Lester says, if we have a strong October and build some confidence along the way, it'll go a long way to carrying over 2019 magic. That's, that's momentum talk. Like, I don't discount the validity of momentum. Because momentum, I think you have to understand that there is something real to momentum, even as you cannot quantify it. Even if it's just the idea that the guys playing the game believe in themselves more, and then that momentum carries them forward. It creates unity, which is a real thing. It creates cohesion, which is a real thing. It creates chemistry, which is a real thing. I just hate the idea of trafficking and momentum because there's no way to actually quantify momentum until you see it. Say, hey, look, look, they got momentum. They're moving. They're, they're, they're rolling. They're doing great. Look at them. Keep it up, boys, and then you lose to Carolina. <laughs> Momentum drives me insane, but uh, but no, nobody's gonna dump on you yet. We don't have time. Don't tell don't tell Buck that says Joe. Don't tell me what. What should we not? What should we not tell me? You have to tell me. You can't just leave that. Uh, you can't just leave that. By the way, is anybody noticing the closed captions on Facebook? 
Is that a new thing that Facebook's doing? This is literally captioning me in live time. I don't know if that's just for me, since my computer's on mute, but that's uh, that's pretty funny that they're uh, that they're able to keep up with that. I'm getting a kick out of that. All right, Dean Ward says, first Jags game is at home week two. That is correct, says Dean. Oh, I'm sorry, you're you're right. I was uh, I was. I, I misread the schedule. Sorry, it's uh, it's small print here, and I'm flipping between tabs. So you do your well, your your season opener is September 20th. Not uh, not what I said previously against the Steelers. That is a, a mistake by me. Thank you for that. Uh, Mike Edwards says you know they got to show off the new Raiders Stadium. Says Mike Edwards. Uh, only only you have closed captioning. Says Lucas. That's that's, that's pretty interesting. Well, I guess I'm the only one listen. Watch. I'm the only one watching this on Facebook on mute. <laughs> I have closed caption on my screen. Says Kyle. Anyway, we're not going to get bogged down in closed caption talk. Uh, they gave us the division gift wrapped. Says Ryan Fields. I'm not sure why you feel that way. I think everybody's still pretty much a threat except Jacksonville, and watch them foul up at least one game for you. That momentum was palatable in December and January last, or palpable, uh, not palatable, was palpable in December and January last year. Again, I don't deny the existence of momentum. I just hate using it as analysis because that's such, you know, what what really is momentum? At what point do you find the momentum? How can you find the momentum after you've lost it? It's 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 something it's something it's like the analytics community versus people who like to run the football. This is uh this <laughs> because you can't put it on paper and you can't write it down, then you uh then you can't. Sorry Buck with that weak take on the schedule, don't have it memorized yet. No, that's uh, it's it's okay. I understand. <laughs> we, I understand. It's all right. I'm just giving you a hard time. Papa was a Rolling Stone, says Kyle Hargis. Indeed, but Ryan Tannehill is not a Rolling Stone. Although he does represent momentum, there is no discount or there is no discounting that new season can't really use it, says D Mills. Yeah, don't don't. That's like saying Derrick Henry's 2018 is why he was successful in 2019. That's just not really the thing. What in the world that guy saying division could be really strong, says Robert Deerfish. Yeah, I fear the Colts. Uh, I would fear the Colts if I was a Titans fan. I'm not a Titans fan, but I would fear the Colts regardless because Phillip Rivers, maybe this is the year that he starts falling apart. Maybe last year was really the year that he started to fall apart, and we all saw it with the way that he was. What, what's uh, what's our buddy Will Compton call him? Oprah, Oprah Winfrey with the football. You get a pick, and you get a pick. <laughs> It's a great analogy. Uh, dominating run game helps control mo. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to waste any more time on momentum talk. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but they do need it, and I hate it because that means I have to talk about momentum. Four of the first six games at home. The three games going into the bye are the most crucial stretch. Says Dean Ward. Have to go into a bye on a high note. Getting rid of Lafleur made Henry successful, and now Lafleur Lafleur is trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Pretty funny. Buck, what do you think we end up after the Colts, Ravens, Colts? I'd be happy with two and one. Kevin, uh, Kevin, I love you, buddy. I'm not gonna do uh I'm not going to do record predictions. I'm just not. I can't think of anything that's a bigger waste of breath. Buck, what fan of a team or what team are you a fan of besides I, I'm not a fan of IUPY, Indiana basketball, Indiana University Hoosiers. It's the only team that I still get up for like I'm a fan. The only team that still breaks my heart. Like I'm a fan. It hurts my soul deep down. Um, the Indiana University Hoosiers are the only team uh, that, I, uh, that I will admit publicly my fandom for. Unless they, but that's football. I, and football caused me to shave my head, which is why I've never watched a, uh, a Hoosiers football game. It's just fine. Lucas Burke says Evansville. Yeah, the Purple Aces. Love my Purple Aces. No doubt about it. 
Rivers was awful last year. Why would he get better this year, says Scott? Well, that's because the Chargers' offensive line was wretched. The Chargers went through all kinds of injuries. I don't necessarily know how good the Chargers' offense was outside of Rivers. Um, I think that that is the way that that goes. Kevin Kevin, uh, Kevin says, who, who? That's right. Who, who, who? Hoosiers. There you go. Uh, my name is Buck Rising, and I'm a Hoosier. <laughs> because I've got better, because he's got a much better line and receiver, says Johnny. Yes, that is correct. All right, let's move on to this as a free site. We've talked all the schedule we can talk. We have done all the things that we can do without actual games being played outside of that. Austin and Zach will talk more about the schedule in the morning. Right now, it's time for the best thing that we saw on social media this week, and that is this is a free site. Uh, Robert Deerfish says, though, will you shave your head if the Titans ever win the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, I w- if you would like to make that bet with me, I don't want to, you know, I don't know. Is it unprofessional for me to bet on the Titans' success as somebody? Like, I shouldn't have a rooting interest in the Titans' success. I enjoy covering the playoffs. I enjoy covering good football. Winning locker rooms are easier to cover, right? The players are more amenable to you. Now, I don't know if I'm ever going to get into a locker room in 2020. We'll see how COVID affects the way that I do my job. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see if – I don't know how comfortable I am betting on a team that I cover success. Like, that doesn't – even though I'm not, like, true blue, capital J, big journo journalist um, – I don't, I'm not really crazy about that idea. but we And it's not just because of my hair. It's just because I do try to have some kind of some kind of objectivity about the games that I cover. I'm late, but no Thursday night football game, uh, says uh, no Thursday night football game against the Jags, says Eric. Uh, Vrabel bet his dick after that is on the table. <laughs> says Kyle Hargis. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Mike Vrabel bet his penis on the Titans winning another Super Bowl. Or would you cut it off? for another Super Bowl. And Mike Vrabel, listen, Mike Vrabel risked it all uh, and and came away clean with his penis still intact, allegedly. Well, I don't know I don't know what the state of Mike Vrabel's penis is lately, but I'm not going to... That is not the analysis that you are here for. You are here for this is a free site. The question for you guys is, there's always got to be some Vrabel penis talk. It just exists, <laughs> exists in our day-to-day uh, anymore. This is a free site. Which pro athlete... Would you most like to golf with? I'm sure that you guys have seen the video going around of uh, of of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and uh, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. I know that you all have seen this video that is making the rounds. This is a free site. The best thing that I saw on social media. I'll play for you that video momentarily. Meanwhile, I want to know which pro athlete would you most like to golf with. While you guys fill in that way. I will let you know about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the only people that you, that you trust, that the Titans trust, in the search for their dream for your dream address without the stress or theirs. Mike Vrabel, John Robinson, both and my girlfriend. Happy one year, dear. <laughs> Other than my girlfriend, that has happened to me in my life. Being a homeowner is a huge. Uh, is a huge investment. The Ashton team will make sure to take care of you, make sure all of your needs are met. You can take virtual tours if you're not comfortable taking live and in-person tours because of the Rona. You can take virtual tours right now at GaryAshton.com. All right, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on social media this week. 
It's obviously the challenge, or it's the match, rather. I wrote it down as the challenge. It's called the match, presented by Capital One. Champions for charity, Phil and Brady versus Tiger and Peyton. Who would you like to golf with most? What was the question locking up tonight, says Puka. Who would you like to play golf with? Let's get to this as a free site. Ernie, the course, you know, the tournament had to be in Florida. You know, after Tom's B&E arrest, uh, you know, with the ankle monitor, he couldn't leave the state. Uh, so it had to be in Florida. Uh, Tiger and I talked to the sheriff in Tampa. He's going to be allowed to go to Palm Beach to play. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never played Tom very well on his home turf. And so maybe this is considered a neutral site. And I would have loved to have had this tournament in a place where they don't like Tom very much, Indianapolis, Denver, Boston, you know, after he just betrayed them and broke their hearts. So Palm Beach is the best we can probably do. Uh, look, I think the teams are fair. I think, uh, you know, Phil chose the right partner and Tom together. You know, they have 11 championships. Tiger and I have 17, the way I count it, right, Tiger? <laughs> El Boogie 808 says, Peyton hitting them with the charisma. Uh, B-Hole says, this shit shouldn't be free. Yeah, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on social media, the video courtesy of Tom Brady's Twitter account. It's not called The Challenge. It's called The Match. Phil and Brady versus Tiger and Peyton. That, all the proceeds will go to charity uh, or for COVID-19 relief. They will be raising a ton of money. It's going to be a great success. But I want to know who you guys would like to play golf with. I saw Lawan. In the comments a couple times, I can tell you for a fact that Taylor Lewan does not play golf. <laughs> not that he's bad at it. I don't know how many times he's tried it, but I know for a fact in talking to Taylor that Taylor does not golf. So maybe you would like to try golfing with Taylor. I think that would be interesting. Uh, I think it would be entertaining, but I don't think it would ha- be. Ha- I don't think it would happen because he doesn't play. I would like to play with Chipper Jones. Braves great says Robert Deerfish. That would be a good one. Chipper's got a great personality. You know, he would uh, have good conversation for you on the, uh, on the, on the course. Uh, which pro athlete would you most like to play golf with? This is, the free site. this is a free site, the video, courtesy of Tom Brady on social media. Larry Ford yeah, says, yeah, I'd love to party with Lawan. Now, I know Lawan parties uh, responsibly during the offseason when the people are allowed to party, not when football is happening obviously. Uh, I know Lawan likes a, likes a cold brew. Uh, and so he would be, he would be a lot of fun to party with. I'll play and he can drive the cart and order beer, says Kyle. That's a good one. Peyton and Eli would be great, says Corey. Lawan would be funny as hell to golf with. Peyton says Austin Walters would love to golf with Michael Jordan. Kevin off the top rope. Tannehill says, uh, I forgive me the, the comment. Oh, Puka says Tannehill, but really breeze. Yeah. Tannehill Maybe it's just because we deal with him in a different setting, the media. There's just not a lot there, personality-wise, in my impression, with Ryan Tannehill. Now, quarterbacks are oftentimes like that. Quarterbacks are often the most uninteresting people on the football team because they're football robots, right? Marcus Mariota was a football robot. Tom Brady is a football robot. Peyton Manning's different because Peyton Manning's been doing SNL skits and, and car commercials and, uh, and practicing, apparently, his, uh, his stand-up routine for quite some time. Peyton's got a little bit to him. Sean Gill's got my answer, though, and that answer is Charles Barkley. 
Nothing would make me happier than to play with Chuck. El Boogie808 says Michael Jordan would want all of your money. That's a no for me. Yeah, Michael ain't playing for, for the pleasure of the game. Michael's out there to steal your cash. Uh, Robert Deerfish says, for comedy, Charles Barkley. I do agree. Uh, Jake says, do they do real estate in North Jersey? Uh, no, Jake, it's, uh, it's Middle Tennessee, the Ashton team. But they're the best of the best. You, des- you decide to move from Jersey to Tennessee, they got you covered, buddy. Uh, Kyle Hargis says, Lawan. Lucas Burke says, I haven't seen it. Well, now you have. Uh, more of your comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Maria Sharpova, says Kyle, uh, but Ryan will bring his wife. Oh, Tannehill. Mrs. Tannehill is a very lovely individual. Um, so I will not I will not delve into anything lecherous about the, uh, the wife of Ryan Tannehill. Chad Johnson, says Corey. Shaq would be funny to golf with. I think, I think my answer's got to be Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is the funniest, is the most witty of all of those great NBA players. Like Shaq's a goof. And Shaq's a good time. Chuck is the one you really, really want. Because Chuck will tell you all the stories. Chuck will have a cocktail with you. He'll probably play a worse golf game than you. Because I don't know if you've seen Barkley swing. But it's a disaster. Charles Barkley is the person that I would roll with. This is a free site. The video, courtesy of Tom Brady's official Twitter account. All right, we have talked about the Titans schedule. I want to remind you a few things on the way out the door. Programming notes. And a reminder of where you can get your tickets. TennesseeTickets.com. The Titans promo code for your Titans tickets for $20 off is TITANS20. You go, you use that at TennesseeTickets.com. You don't worry about the hidden fees because they don't charge them to you. You get great prices. You get a tailgate that's got free food and free drink. Awesome Awesome customer service. And you're supporting a local business. A local business that takes care of us. That makes this show free to you guys. Make sure you check them out and use the promo code TITANS20 at TennesseeTickets.com. If you haven't rated, rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the 615 Sessions podcast, I don't know what to tell you, but you're missing out on a party. Compton, Kern, and Ryan Hurd, we had a great time on Tuesday's show. That's available to you now in the feed or on YouTube if you would like to watch us all clown on each other. We'll have another 615 Sessions podcast coming Later to you, after I get a, after I get done here, I'm going to take the podcast. We're going to react to the schedule uh, more there. The swing is horrendous, as Corey D. Jackson. So make sure you check out the A to Z Sports podcast feed, Tighten Up podcast, Big Orange podcast, Preds Nashcast, Austin and Zach, the podcast version of their show, the podcast version of this show. And then you have the 615 Sessions, which is the best podcast. You know, I'm biased, but I think it's the best podcast that's out there. Rate, review, and subscribe to all of the great conversations on the 615 Sessions, I chatted with Isaiah Wilson, Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman, who was Isaiah's offensive line coach at Georgia. We had Compton, we had Kern, we had Ryan Hurd. We've got many great guests for you on the horizon. All the best people come and hang out on the 615. So rate, review, and subscribe. I love you guys. You guys are the best people out there. You always bring it strong. But that's going to do it for another week here together on Primetime. You were exceptional. You brought it uh, every night, Sunday to Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time is when we hang out here with you. I am going to go get my weekend started. Remember, tomorrow, from 2 to 3, I'm on 3HL on 104.5 The Zone, breaking down more Titans schedule analysis with Mickey Ryan and Don Davenport. We will do... Would you you ever get Barkley on your podcast, says Robert Deerfish? Um... He does charity stuff in Nashville. I could see if Charles would come on the podcast. I would love to interview Charles Barkley. 
There's really been no reason for me to seek Charles, other than he would be tremendous. And so perhaps I'll do that. But just, just for you, Robert, I'll go get Charles Barkley. Because that's, you know, that's the kind of sway we got around here on A to Z Sports. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get my weekend started. I always love hanging out with you. Oh, TD, you're late. Teron Davenport at ESPN. You just, TD, I'm wrapping up the show. Buddy, I got to go. It's good to see you, though. And I hope you have a great weekend, TD. But as always, peace and love.